Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along with us today. And This is July 5th, the day after our July 4th. Hope you had a good day yesterday. As for me, I was up exhausted after a family get-together and a fireworks display. But I have an important story I want to read to you today. This is a good one. It comes from my book, Taking It to Their Turf, which I hope you have gotten. If not, write us here at tom at tomthepreacher.com and we'll send you a copy. But welcome. So glad to have you along today. This is called Using Our Freedom. It's a story that reminds me, it comes, it relates to what we've been talking about the last few days about freedom, what it is. But now I want to talk about how to use our freedom. Yesterday, we said that part of our problem in our nation is people have turned freedom into what the Bible and the King James would call licentiousness or fleshly desires or saying, boy, my freedom isn't to be used responsibly, it's to be used for my own selfish, sinful pleasures. This story, I think, brings out an important aspect of using our freedom, and it's called simply that, using our freedom. Hope you'll enjoy it. God can bring us encouragement in ways we never expect. I was preaching at Miami-Dade College in Miami, Florida, my first time there, and, and it had been a pretty good day, a good crowd, good questions, and people were relatively receptive. Earlier in the day, an elderly gentleman told me that he had taught there since 1975. At the time, that was 40 years, okay, this was night or 2015, that he was a Christian man and that this was the first time he'd seen evangelism done on campus in a way that could, he could feel proud of. He was simply thrilled, and his words thrilled me as well. But the greatest encouragement was yet to come. Toward the end of the day, a fellow in his late 20s asked me permission to say something to the crowd. I obliged. Here's what he said, quote, I'm a veteran, he began. I fought in Iraq and Afghanistan. I had friends who died in both places. I risked my life for our freedoms. Every day I come on this campus and I see people doing, I see people saying things. The most vocal group is the LGBTQ folks who promote what they believe and have petition drives. They have every right to do that. But let me say, that today is the first day I've come on this campus, and I'm actually proud of how I see someone exercising the freedoms I fought for them to have. Can I read that last sentence to you again? That last paragraph? Every day I come on this campus and I see people saying things. The most vocal group is the LGBTQ folks who promote what they believe and have petition drives. They have every right to do that. But let me say that today is the first day I've come on this campus, and I'm actually proud of how I see someone exercising the freedoms I fought for them to have. With that, he shook my hand, wiped a tear from his eye, and went on his way. He has a point, don't you think? Our freedom to choose our religion, and to speak what we believe is a precious liberty. Most people throughout history have never enjoyed those freedoms. We often take our liberties for granted. 
and forget that they were purchased for us by the blood of patriots who went before us. Do you appreciate those who died for you in order to secure your freedoms? Do you demonstrate your appreciation by the way you use your liberties? Do you take responsibility to carefully choose your religious beliefs? To speak up for what is good and true? Do you bear witness to your faith in Christ? These things are our birthright as Americans. Let's value them. Have you ever visited a national cemetery? I've been to the Arlington National Cemetery and to the solemn burial ground in Normandy of the soldiers who perished on D-Day. Thousands of white crosses form a seemingly endless pattern, marking the final resting place of American men and women who gave their last measure of their devo- the last measure of their devotion for our freedom. You can't help but be moved by the sight. How many of these brave soldiers were young men or women? How many left behind a grieving spouse or young children? How many had their hopes and dreams dashed on those bloody beaches? How many suffered excruciating pain on the battlefield before they expired? It's a solemn, somewhat terrifying experience to stand there and consider that each cross stands over the body of one who gave his life for our country and what it stands for. What did they understand our nation to stand for? I think President Franklin D. Roosevelt said it best in his radio address to the nation announcing the D-Day invasion. Quote, Our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Can I read that sentence again? Because this may have been the most widely heard prayer in the history of the whole world. Millions and millions and millions of people listen to this prayer. Here I say it again, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor or a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Which leads to another question. Since our soldiers fought to preserve our religion, do you think those brave soldiers gave their lives in the hopes that some atheists back home would make sure that all the schools had to censure any respectful mention of God? Do you think as they lay dying from a mortal wound that in their last minutes they cried out to God in prayer? Do you think that their final hope and prayer was that their children and future grandchildren or children and grandchildren they never had would be denied the right to honor God with their prayers or graduation speeches back home? If those who perished in those wars could see how freedom has been distorted by seculars to stifle and confine religion to the church building on Sunday morning, do you think they would be happy with the result of their sacrifice? These are tough questions, but we need to ask them. If we're not willing to fight for our own religious liberties, then at least let's do so to honor those who died to secure them for us.
That's quite a day in my life, and you can tell. But isn't that something to consider? That Franklin Roosevelt, in this prayer that he prayed to the nation, and that pretty much the whole nation tuned into, said our sons, pride of our nation, have set off in this mighty endeavor to fight for our republic, our religion, our civilization, and to set free a suffering people. He saw our republic, our religion, and our civilizations tied together, and they are. You really would not have our republic, and you would not have our civilization were it not for our religion. Secularists are on this fool's quest to try and remake our country as a, as a nation and a civilization, a government without the religion that made us great. And indeed, as I've been saying, this is much of the problem in our world today. This is much of the problem in our nation today. This effort is failing. It's destined to fail because our, our, our nation has been built upon a solid foundation and faith in the God who is the one true God, not just on our any God, but the one true God, the one found in the Bible. The Bible says, Scripture says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and we'll be blessed as we honor him as the Lord. But I raise these questions again. The freedom that we've been given, it takes courage in our day to exercise our freedom. It takes courage to say what you believe. It takes courage to believe the scripture. We live in a time when more and more people are, are attacking what we believe and telling us to sit down and be quiet. But it's not the first time this has happened in, in, in history. Indeed, this is what our brothers and sisters throughout history have endured and have prevailed through, might we as well. Father, we thank you again today for the great freedoms we have to believe in you, to gather and assemble in church, to be speaking right here on, on, over, the, uh, over YouTube right now. We thank you for the great freedoms we have to, to say the truth, and we look around, Father, and we think of those who abuse the freedom by only serving the flesh and using their freedom to advance sinfulness and ungodliness. And I pray, Father, I don't know who will win ultimately in our cultural war, but I do pray that the godless people won't work harder than us or won't try more or won't assert those freedoms for which our forefathers gave their life. Lord, as I saw those crosses in Normandy, thousands of crosses in the National Cemetery, they, it's not reminding me of secularism. This reminded me of people who've gone before us who wanted, as Roosevelt said, to defend our religion, the Christian faith, the honor and respect for Almighty God. We bless you. And we love you, and we thank you, and we pray again that we who believe in Jesus Christ, they might, no one would outwork us, <clears throat> no one would outspeak us, no one would out-evangelize us. We pray that for the grace, the strength, the courage, the wisdom, the love to live this way. And we pray this 
And we bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for joining with me today. Again, my name's Tom Short. I do want to welcome you. We come here every day because we don't want to just be when we feel like Christians. We realize that to be a mighty Christian, a prevailing Christian, we need to make good choices and then consistently follow through with those choices. I urge you, get into the Word of God every day. Do it on your own. Pray every day. But join me. Come here every day. Make a commitment. Commitment plus consistency over time makes a dynamically changed life. So join me every day. Make a commitment. I'll be here every day, 8.30 a.m., or you can watch later in the day. That's fine. Or you can um, listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. If you're new, make sure you subscribe to notify and like and leave a comment. All these things help us on our Google algorithm or YouTube algorithm to be a better placement on the pages. Okay? So God bless you. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord strengthen you, give you courage, fill you with his love and a confidence in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.